Hey, well, it's a new year. Today's the first day of 2024, and I'm on winter break, so I've got my Santa beanie on and my grandfather's coat and the heater off with some tea a brewing. And it's time to reflect. And I thought it would be appropriate to play this video video for you. Um, this gentleman shows how this one image, this one structure is ever play everywhere in, in all of creation. And um, rather than hearing that from me ad nauseum, I thought I'd let you hear it from this guy with an accent. Um, I really like the video. And um, I'll pause it a little bit to interject, but think about what this has to do with relationships as you listen. Taurus is the shape of electromagnetic fields, the energy that emanates from all things. It is the energy that binds reality. It cannot be seen or felt normally. However, if you take two magnets and put their opposite ends together, you will feel the Taurus field. The Taurus is the shape of everything. Just think about it for a minute. All creatures you can observe have holes at either ends of their body in which they intake and excrete matter through. The rest of their mass seems to grow around this central passage. And at the centre of the torus, you find the heart, the single most important part of the body, and the place from which we feel the most powerful of our emotions and energy. Look at an apple. The seed lies in the centre, and the apple grows around it in a toroidal shape to protect the seed that represents its potential future. The flesh of the apple, once dropped, decays and provides nourishment for the seed to grow as the torus field of the seed grows. When the seed takes root, it flows from the center in a toroidal shape, the roots reflecting the branches above. This is the case for all things, that spirit, which is the power of all creation, according to our LDS doctrine, could be thought of as this flow of energy. And my belief is that it does flow in this shape. And that it's all creation is this shape, whether you zoom in or zoom out. So whether you're looking at my body or parts of my body or parts of the parts of the body zooming in or you're looking at my body in the culture around it or in the geography around it or on the planet on which it resides or in the galaxy zooming out regardless of the scope what you're going to see is this Taurus because it is spirit the power of all creation moving in its various scales the earth's magnetic field dictates where life can exist on its surface at either ends of the planet are somewhat inhospitable frozen masses. At the centre is the equator, leaving everything in between reasonably lush and a perfect environment for life to exist. 
That is not to say that life cannot exist on the equator or poles. Much life does, but it is rare compared to the surface in between. The heart of the torus of the Earth is the core. Again, the place that all of the planet's energy flows through. The Earth rides along the great torus field of our Sun. Our Sun rides the great torus field of the singularity at the centre of our galaxy. And I would bet that our galaxy, and all galaxies, are riding an even larger and greater torus field of an even greater singularity. I touched upon this in my video on time. I believe the universe is a great torus, and everything is being pulled into a singularity at the centre of the phenomenon that we have called the Great Attractor. This is a point in space that everything we have observed thus far in the universe seems to be moving towards. I would say that this is probably the point it all began. It only makes sense if the universe is a giant torus. You know, our doctrine is that Adam and Eve fell from a, a place. And also <clears throat> that, that, that the planet on which Adam and Eve resided literally uh, shifted from its original point of origin so that it you could think of it like it had left the center of this torus and like gone out at the same time time began right so there was no time before the fall and then time began with the fall and Christ came in the meridian of time uh, which is the turning point of the Taurus, and that time will will end. So time and space and all the forms in space began at a point and will come to an end. And I just think it's interesting, the doctrine of, you know, like the earth being wrapped up as a scroll and... Um, the elements melting with fervent heat. I think it aligns with this gentleman's theory pretty pretty well. And I, I like how he explained that, you know, the Earth is riding a Taurus field and then of the galaxy, and then the galaxy is, is riding one in all probability toward what? Toward a point. Toyed, toward a point that marks the beginning and the end. And in the visual, he used a black hole. And this black hole is, is feminine. And that which stems from it and returns to it is... Well, it's it's feminine, but it's not just female. It's 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 need, it's need in all of its various manifested forms. The, the need itself is cyclical, right? Like we have a hunger, and then we eat, and then we're not hungry, but then we become hungry again, right? It's this cycle. There's this constant need that 
was created by the fall itself. I mean, Adam and Eve had no needs or all their needs were perpetually met in the garden. But with the fall, men and women, all of humanity began needing, desperately needing and aching. What did they need? Well, lots of things. They needed temporal things. They needed spiritual things. But essentially what they needed was to return back to infinity, to return back to that point before time began, to recognize themselves as eternal beings, uh, as being perpetually full, abundant, omnipotent, and made in the image of God, which as forms we've forgotten. Taurus of our sun also protects us from harsh and harmful space weather and radiation. At the utmost edge of our solar system is what can only be described as a barrier. We have measured the radiation inside and outside of this barrier, and if it did not exist, there would be no life in our solar system, as the intensity of the radiation on the outside is so powerful nothing could withstand it. The Taurus represents infinity, the great cycle that at the end of time is reborn over and over. And this aligns with our doctrine as well, that the course of the Lord is one eternal round, right? That the process of creation just occurs over and over again. There is no end to God's works or creation. If you take a cross-section of a Taurus field, you get the symbol for infinity. That does not mean that the universe has no end. Instead, this would suggest that we cannot see its end because the toroidal universe is so incomprehensibly large that to us it almost looks flat, for lack of a better description. The same way that Earth seems flat when you go about your daily lives. But of course we know, or at least most of us do, that it is not flat at all. In fact, if you took the Earth and shrunk it down to the size of a pool or billiards ball, the Earth would be smoother than the ball. The idea of the chakras plays into the torus field of humans and suggests that a lot of problems come from blockages within the individual chakras, thus not allowing for the smooth flow of energy through our bodies. This is not a concept I am overly familiar with, so please, if you have any thoughts on that, please leave a comment down below. It's, I think it's interesting, and I'm, I don't know all the connections and explanations, but, but time itself takes on this torus shape. The human energy field takes on this Taurus shape. And when I think about human healing, and I think about human suffering, and how those things are so related to time, right? I'm feeling regret because of the construct of, of past. And I'm feeling anxiety because of my construct of future. And I'm finding healing and serenity by coming to the present moment, which visually speaking, the present moment is that point in the hourglass, which is through which the sand passes. And if you're following the sand, which can be thought of as events, circumstances, which are yet to come and which have come and which flow through that point, so long as 
my attention is on those circumstances and I'm trying to fix those circumstances or shape those circumstances. It's like my attention's following the sand, falling through that point of the Taurus, that center point, that eternal now. That's really the source of most, if not all, of human suffering. I mean, I was listening to Katie Byron this morning. I mean, she was working with a gentleman who was remembering being hit by his father as an 11-year-old boy, now in his 30s. And she was going back to the actual moment after the first hit and before the second hit and investigating the mind of the man, then a child, at that moment, at that precise moment to show him that the anticipation of pain created more pain than the striking of the belt. And she said that 90, if you know, she wasn't sure the number either, but 99.999% of pain is either anticipated or remembered that in the present there is no pain. Go back and listen to my episode on Katie and watch her work if you don't know what, what I'm talking about or you're not familiar. But just think of that image though. Think of the, the Taurus in time being an hourglass and then think of the Taurus being the human energy field and That when I'm present and I'm in the, living in the now, my pain dissipates like, like sunlight on a foggy day. It just, it just goes away. It's just not there. It's like we create our pain with our past thinking and our future thinking. The images of past and future that we create with our mind in the present that destroy our present moment, that make our present moment terrible. But when we slip into acceptance of the present moment and we become observer of those grains of sand, which are our circumstances, falling through this moment, this moment of now, and Acceptance is what lets those grains pass through. Accepting our father for who he was with the belt or our ex-girlfriend for what she was with those stories or our health condition, what our body is doing, having COVID or not having COVID, having cancer or not having cancer, having limitations of limbs or not having limitations of limbs, whatever the circumstance is, our acceptance of it is what allows those circumstances as grains of sands to pass through the present moment. And there's just 
all the healing, literally the end of suffering, occurs through that acceptance. And that our power flows when we accept. And our power shrinks and is damned when we resist. And we begin to dam up that energy flow inside of our body, right? Resistance is sort of the stoppage of that healing process that occurs continuously. So this image is just extraordinarily helpful that that when we say like, oh, uh, you know, a person is stuck in the past. You, you know, I, I can picture this, this torus shape and I can see them trying to like stop the grains of sand from flowing. Like, no, no, that grain shouldn't have fallen through, right? I shouldn't have lost that person. That parent shouldn't have died or that child, like that form shouldn't have shifted that way. It shouldn't have fallen through like that. And they're trying to like put their hand up to time and, and stop it and resist it. This is a person, whether me or someone else, who needs healing, right? And what and how does that healing occur? It occurs by letting time resume. By stepping in this, into stride with the present moment, with what is now. And falling out of resistance to it. It's just such a beautiful image that energetically we're literally trying to like stop that flow. Anyway, it's just so easy for me to see that shape. Can you see it? Can you see that shape happening in you? Can you see it happening in time? Can you see it happening in the world around you? Toroidal energy fields are used in almost all of our technology, from batteries to motors. The Great Hadron Collider is a giant torus-shaped device that we use to observe particles in the hope to better understand how the universe began and was formed, and how these particles like the Higgs boson come into being and their nature. This is no coincidence that that is the shape they decided to make it. It had to be toroidal. It has been suggested that the electromagnetic fields generated by our technology and counterparts are a huge problem for nature and the beings born of nature. It is posited that because we are around these foreign energy fields all the time, that they actually change the molecular structure of cells at the deepest levels, and have been said to have a link to increases in cancer and health issues all over the world. I don't know either way, but it's definitely an idea that I can understand and get behind. Torus fields like fractals are everywhere, all of the time, and also are mostly hidden until you look for them. Great hurricanes and storms flow and grow in the shape of a torus. Blood cells are torus-shaped. Planets, planet rings, asteroid belts, solar systems, galaxies, and I'm convinced the universe too. Time is a torus. At its centre is the moment we exist in, ever-changing and flowing. A black hole or singularity is also a torus. This is very important because black holes are literally what binds the universe together. They are what form galaxies and the universe. Without these admittedly terrifying and monstrous phenomena, there would be no life anywhere. My theory, what I posit, is that on the galactic scale, it while it's the 
the black hole that binds all things, that the black hole is, is microscopic also. Wherever there's a torus, there's a black hole because that's the center of the torus. And that wherever there's anything, there is a torus. So you've got black hole on a galactic scale and you've got black hole on an individual scale and that human need that the needs of the human soul both of the body and of the spirit stem from a black hole like structure that exists within a torus shaped energy field that spiritual death is what created that black hole in the human spirit that our our disconnection from the presence of god feels like a black hole to our spirit and that 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 was purposeful and it created space for Christ to enter who then fills that hole and meets that need as our bridegroom because the hole is feminine which is why he's not just the bridegroom but also our daily bread right because that hole in the in the body is the hunger right it's, it's right at the navel right at the center and that that recurring hunger in the body is a type for the recurring hunger of the spirit, which we would call spiritual death. And so Christ is the bread of life, right? That this fall was purposeful and this hole created needful, the thorn in Paul's side, that he prayed would go away, but it can't because it's this, it's this feminine aspect of existence that literally spawns into existence the masculine counterpart to it. There is no bridegroom without spiritual death. There is no meaning to someone being the bread of life without hunger. So hunger has to, to be there. And hunger is like visually this, uh, this hole, this center of the torus. It's strange to think that they have an effect on the perception of time too. The closer you get to a singularity, the slower time seems. That is truly odd for something to do. Unless you can learn to think that everything is a form of singularity in of itself. And that is the reason that time can be perceived differently by different beings in different states. Yes, everything is this form of singularity. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. The more and more I'm writing these episodes, the more I am beginning to see the truth about the universe. That everything is the same, fractal and toroidal by nature. Everything in the universe is one single thing, and all the smaller parts of it, however insignificant they may seem, are crucial and essential. 
Everything good and bad is essential too. The universe has no regrets and does not judge. Taurus represents everything, and that is why its symbol is that of infinity. Because the things that can be attributed to a Taurus are infinite and fractal. The Taurus is the form of flowing energy dynamics at every scale of existence. The 3D structure of the Taurus is the vector equilibrium. It is the blueprint by which nature forms energy into matter. We can observe it everywhere, in atoms, cells, seeds, flowers, trees, animals, humans, hurricanes, planets, galaxies, and even the cosmos as a whole. You are the Taurus. Take control of your mighty and powerful energy, and transcend the reality you have been trained since birth to perceive. There is so much beauty and love all around you. All you have to do is find it. Wow. I love it. I love this video. I love this guy's visuals. I love his accent. Um, but I love his insights. And I have to say, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that I agree. And that our doctrine, to the extent that I know it, fully aligns with the belief that there is this shape uh, permeating the universe. Well, it's it's been a pleasure being with you on this cozy, wintry morn. And I love that you and I are just one thing. We're just floating toroid dull energy fields. How will we collide next? It's pretty exciting. But I I can pretty much guess how it's going to go. Either you or I are going to be in need, and then you or I will meet that need. If we see it. If we see it this way. Alternatively, you or, I, you or I could be in need, and then you or I could not see that need or just float right by oblivious to that need but the great creation of which we are a part is simply a matter of needs ever emerging like as from a like water from a well and then the universe having its eyes on that need and then meeting it, taking shape to fill that need like some beautiful bridegroom, right? I'm hungry, and so the fruit trees next to me manifest in order to fill that need. And essentially, that's what our ministering program is, is directing the saints to place our eyes and attention on the needs of those around us as they emerge and to become the entity that meets them so that we become a bridegroom to the world which becomes our bride and we join hands with Christ in his work. There's a lot of variations for how this can look. But to my mind's eye, this is the only thing that's ever happening. 
is that there is a point, which is the center of this toroidal energy field, which is a need that emerges and it is feminine. And then everything surrounding that point moves and shifts and coalesces and gathers and unites and exerts and sacrifices and shifts in order to become the salvation to that point. And the two marry the point of need and her salvation, and they come together as one thing, and that moves life forward. That unfolds the next layer of life in whatever form. And I love it. I love being a part of it. I love being on the receiving end and I love being on the giving end. And I love being both. I love experiencing both. And and so the fact that the fact that we are both what I hope that does for you is remove any semblance of shame that you might feel about having needs. Note your needs. Observe them. Write them down. Make lists and then love the fact that you are made in the image of God as this point that he created you to be needy. Continuously. And and then as you employ the self-care to get those needs met by making requests of the universe and of others, those around you, and you experience your needs getting met, you become a, an empty cup that's filled to overflowing, and then you become a pitcher, and then you can have, with, you can have wherewith to meet the needs of other people. And see yourself as the same and not better than or superior to because you have wherewith to give others. But you'll remember how your process began, which was in a state of need. There's so much unity and humility in seeing the oneness of this exchange. The wise do not hold opinions. They are aware of the needs of others. Lao Tzu, in the Tao Te Ching, translated by Jane English, chapter 49. The wise do not hold opinions. They are aware of the needs of others. So as you float through the toroidal fields (laughs) of your culture, are you seeing the needs of others as they arise and meeting them. If not, do not consider yourself so wise. Your opinions do not make you wise. Your ability to see the needs of others and meet them, that is what makes one wise. Blessings to you this holiday season. May this be the greatest year of your life. And I guarantee you it is because it is this year of your life. 
And there is nothing better. There's no better past or future that can trump the present moment or the present year. Toodaloos.